Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. Hi, Satellite Sisters. We're excited to announce our new weekly newsletter, Pep Talk. That's right. It's happening. A little pep talk in your inbox on Fridays starting in August. Every issue will be short and sweet with podcast highlights, our recommendations for books, TVs, and films that are going to keep you entertained, plus recipes and other, you know, tidbits. And of course, there'll be a little pep talk because we all need that right now, don't we? It's the perfect newsletter to enjoy and then share with your satellite sisters and misters. You can find sign-up links all over the place, on our social media, on our website, on our Facebook, on our Instagram. We would love to have you sign up for Pep Talk now. Thanks. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a satellite sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. Thanks for being with us today. I'm Leanne Dolan here in Pasadena, California. I'm a writer, I'm a producer, and uh, today I'm just happy to be here. We have a lot going on in California, but we're all safe here. Liz? This is Liz Dolan. I am the middle sister. I'm also in Southern California in Santa Monica. Did a lot of work over the weekend on improving my audio quality, sisters, but right now there's someone working on my roof. So no matter what I do, I'm just stymied. Anyway, Julie. Hi, I'm Julie Dolan. I live in Dallas, Texas. I'm the oldest sister. I'm an empty nester and an urban nana, or maybe it's now a suburban nana. I don't know. One of the two. But I'm here and I'm happy to be with you both. I feel like you should stick with Urban Nana. I feel you know, like that's the that's, that's your soul. So yes. <laughs> yes. Don't don't give in. Don't I started don't give in. yes. I started being a great you know, I spend a lot of time as a grandmother in urban settings. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Today on the show we're happy to welcome our it's kind of exciting for me because I was a huge Talking Heads fan and uh, Chris Franz is going to be on the show. He's a founding member of Talking Heads and Tom Tom Club, uh, you know, and he's written a wonderful new memoir called Remain in Love. There's so many fun 70s, 80s rock details in the memoir. Oh my gosh, it's just great. And he lives a very normal life now in our former hometown of Fairfield, Connecticut. <laughs> so I'm looking That's forward so to this crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. It is. It's crazy. So we'll be talking to him. Uh, let's see. Oh, my gosh. I mean, Julie and Liz, did people deliver on the Facebook Instagram contest or what? Has that we, been a highlight? A we, it is. It was the best part of my week. We're going to go through it. This is the Look What I Did contest. People have been doing a lot of things, sisters, and we're going to talk about it. Yeah. And then Liz, um, we had another, another funny Facebook post from the Facebook group that we decided to talk about. That's the beauty product mix up. Julie shared her story and then people are idiots out there. I mean, they're, <laughs> Well, I would just say this. Brushing your teeth is apparently much more treacherous than we thought. So uh, so I am going to review some of the funnier mistakes people have made with product snafus. Okay, so that's what's happening on the show this week. 
Okay, but first, you guys, I want to thank you for my birthday gift. So last uh, last Friday was my birthday, and you sisters got together and sent me a Cameo. Now, for those of you who don't know, Cameo is this service online where you can get personalized messages from your favorite celeb, which is just an insane thing that this is a business. And I didn't even know that this was a business until about four months ago. I was teaching a marketing class and one of the students like pitched this whole idea about using Cameo. And I was like, what is that? I don't even know what that is. And she explained, you can go online and these celebrities, they record messages for you. And she explained the whole thing to me, which is good because otherwise, when I got this weird link, allegedly from Sheila, (laughs) that I was supposed to click open, there's no way I would have clicked it open. Anyway, so (laughs) you, you sent me a video of Michael Ian Black, the comedian, and everyone, you would recognize his face. He's probably most famous for being in the movie Wet Hot American Summer, but he's in everything. And I got this absolutely (laughs) delightful, very personalized birthday message from Michael Ian Black. So I just wanted to know, how did this come about, sisters? Well, Sheila was the mastermind behind yes. us. Uh, yeah. Yes. She knew about Cameo and Michael Ian Black. I didn't know about <laughs> either, either of those two things. <laughs> but I said yes. And, uh, <laughs> and that's, yeah. And then she just, she did it. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah. Well, it was super surprising. Really, really funny. Leon, you posted the actual message in the Satellite Sisters Instagram feed. So right. anyone who wants to see what Michael Ian Black said to me for my birthday, just we are at Sat Sisters on Instagram. And you should go check that out because there's no sense to me. He said he, he claimed to be on the Appalachian Trail as he was recording this message for me. We have no way of knowing whether or not that's true. Anyway, check that out. Uh, cameo that was a hit thank thank you sisters i will say yeah i will say this sheila did pull it all together in a shockingly fast time but she did not know how to post it anywhere so that's i was able to step in and do the posting but full credit goes to full credit goes to sheila and just out of curiosity i looked up a few things on cameo there are some podcasters there nobody i've ever heard of so that (laughs) is good to know for future we were like so there you have it. It's just very funny to look at the sliding scale of prices too. Like this person will do a message for 50 bucks. This person is 400 bucks. Anyway, whatever. It's a thing people cameo, check it out. So, but speaking of favorite celebrities, there's one other quick thing I wanted to say. Leon, last week on Satellite Sisters, you did a special shout out to Anne Hesh because she was debuting this week on Dancing with the Stars, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, she killed it. She did great. She did. You know what? I watched. She did do great. She did She's great. just nutty enough to do yeah. great in a show like that. Yeah. So, um, but I just wanted to let you know, my friend Mary, who you know, who lives on the east side of L.A., uh, we were talking on the phone this weekend because, of course, I haven't seen her since March. Um, and she said, you know, there's so much going on with the fires and everything. I was in my local neighborhood next door do you know what next door is where people in the neighborhood yeah yeah you post your neighborhood things yeah yes and she said believe it or not apparently ann hash lives in this neighborhood because ann hash was on next door (laughs) promoting her debut on dancing with the stars (laughs) 
<laughs> so she I just, she's going everywhere doing wow. it. She is doing it. If she is working that hard that she's on her local next door, I think she's really going to put a lot into this. So I I thought that was one of the most LA things I had ever heard. But I Mary wanted to make sure you knew that Anne was out beating the drum for herself. I'm proud of her. She needs she her needs help. Votes, right? Yeah. She has to get votes. So yeah, yeah. She needs yeah. Her help. We're here for you, Anne. We're here for you. Well, Liz, you alluded to uh, the fires. Obviously, it's been a huge news story, the fires in California, Oregon, Washington. Um, I I have to tell you, this was a very, very grim weekend here. I would say for me personally, it was the worst weekend of the pandemic. It just felt like, boy, we've, we've been through a lot. And now the fact that we can't leave our homes because the air quality is so bad just felt like another big blow. Um, but there are so many other places that where entire towns have been destroyed. There are firefighters and frontline workers working 12 hour shifts, you know, back to back to back. So many people displaced from their homes. It's all just very heartbreaking news. We, the fire near us is the Bobcat fire. I'm in no physical danger, but the air quality is, is you can't go outside and you can now smell all smoke in the house. So it's, it's pretty alarming. Um, and all just incredibly heartbreaking. So uh, just incredibly heartbreaking. So my best goes out to all the people that have been displaced displaced. I know we have a lot of Satellite Sisters listeners in Portland, in Seattle, in Central Oregon, uh, all up and down the West Coast of California, including very close to the Bobcat Fire. So we're thinking of you. And we have firefighters uh, in this group or people whose children are firefighters. There were some posts in our Facebook group about all the people whose sons and daughters are firefighters. So thank you to everybody working on those front lines because it's just something else. That it's something really mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, but you know, there's always life on Venus. Now we know, thanks <laughs> new new research out yesterday, possible life on Venus. So just keep that in mind. Think about that. That, was, that cheered me up a little. I thought that was great. Great news. <laughs> it was, yes, it was. We'll go deeper into that. But that whole team. Did you notice almost that whole team of scientists was women? I did who, notice that. Who authored I, that paper? It was pretty interesting. Well, it's Venus. Yeah. So there I you know, go. I know. Exactly. Men are from Mars. Women are from <laughs> Venus, right? We're, so okay. let's go to Venus. <laughs> That's how science works, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Speaking of science, I did want to mention, uh, we, do, we do have a scientist in our family who is a bit of an expert on what's going on right now. Our nephew, Sam, so the older son of one of our brothers, recently graduated from college with a degree in like physics and climatology, if you can believe it, and uh, has a job working for the Air Quality Management Service in Northern California. So he's an actual expert. So I asked Sam, like what I didn't understand is, why is the sky so orange? So in case you want to know, here's what Sam said. The aerosols are reflecting the sunlight the atmosphere is also really stable, so the particulates just stay suspended. So I thought that was just a very nice, clear, you know, it was, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed knowing that very yes. clear. Yes. So then I said, you know, because he's like 22, just started his first job ever. I said, how's the new job going, by the way? And his, his first line was, it's kind of like Stalingrad here. And I was like, <laughs> okay. What? Wow. I don't know what that means. I waited. And then the next sentence was, the new recruits are having to do operations with little training. 
And so, okay. so I was like, Sam, this is it. This is this is what work is like. So <laughs> I know you guys both have sons who have gone through this stage of first job after It's college. just so shocking, right? <laughs> I know. What Your work is really all about, yes. That all nobody's that telling you what to do. About right. Yeah, and they're in the midst of this crisis anyway. So, uh, so just a little a little science from Sam. I thought I would pass along. Okay, that's good. All right. Well, here's something I want to pass along to you, sisters. It is a new Nordic trend. Okay, it's called free loop sleeve. Can you say that? <laughs> no. <laughs> free loop sleeve. We learned how to say hegle. We can learn how to say free Hig. loop sleeve. Or maybe it's fry luff sleeve. I don't know, but it's one of those two. It's a new Nordic trend. You know, in Norway, it's open air living is deep, deeply ingrained in the country's heritage. Uh, so, you know, they, uh, the Nor- Norwegians celebrate the time outside, no matter what the forecast is, okay? They have an expression in Norway, no bad weather, just bad clothing. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a good Think one. about that. I yes, think that's good. Fun. They, they have the attitude that you just suit up and you head outside. And I, I think, and uh, National Geographic actually um, brought this to my attention, they think that this free loop sleeve can be a model for other parts of the world during COVID. That Americans, uh, maybe, not, maybe not this week in California and Washington and Oregon, but Americans, you know, I, I, I reported it about they're out camping, they're outside, they open air cafes, outdoor classes, just being outside is good for our mental health. Maybe that's why this weekend was so hard for you, Leon, as you said, yeah. to be locked inside. Uh, and it's not just for hardcore athletes, okay? It is healthy to go outside. It relaxes you. And it can it really can boost your moods. So free loop sleep, you need to do this. It, you know, there are lots of nature-assisted therapies. So, And it's very good for grief and loss to spend time outside. So, I mean, you're lucky Southern California, most of the time you have perfect weather, you know, the issue of, you know, bad weather or bad clothing, you might not have to deal with. But for the rest of the country, you know, we just got to learn to put extra layers on, spend time outside, uh, because I think that will be very helpful as we move into the colder months to free loop speed. (laughs) I don't know if it's a noun or a verb yet, but I'll get back to you on that. Okay. Thanks, Jewel. I guess that's why those Norwegians win all those cross-country ski medals. Yes, they do. They're just out there. They just are out there all the time. Nothing. Yeah, it's fantastic. All right. Well, that's a good thing to remember. And I I agree with you, Jill. I think that's what it was. I mean, it has not felt that trapped here because you could always go outside. And so this weekend, it just was really, when you really can't breathe the air outside, that's really, that doesn't feel great. It just doesn't. So you have to have a positive wintertime mindset got Don't it let the weather you know keep you inside yeah. got it got it okie doke uh all right coming up we're going to be talking to talking heads founder chris franz uh his book is remain in love now a lot of this book uh, the the buzz around it has been um that chris is finally getting his opportunity to tell his side of the story because when you think of talking heads what do you think of you think of david, david burn mm-hmm. right and everyone gives David Byrne credit for everything that Talking Heads ever did. And 
Chris has a few things to say about that because he doesn't really feel like David should get credit for everything. And, you know, it was David that sort of decided the band's not going to tour anymore. And then David that announced the band is over uh, in an article in Rolling St- in, a, in an article in the Los Angeles Times. Didn't even discuss it with his bandmates. So there was a lot of bad blood at the end. And they haven't seen or spoke to each other in 17 years since they were inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So that's that sort sad. of. Yeah, it's really sad, actually. But the book is not written like he said. I didn't want to write it like disgruntled drummer, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is mm-hmm. kind of funny. So the book is just this very positive look at the creative experience that the band had in like an incredibly productive 12 year period when they just turned out a lot of albums and did a lot of touring and made that great movie and everything like that. So that's the good news. So that's the backstory with David Byrne. If you're interested, I encourage you to read the book, but we're going to talk about to Chris about other stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. So coming up our interview with uh, talking heads, Chris Franz. Woo. Um, uh, but first, so everybody get in line. All right. Um, but first, <laughs> so, so many good talking heads. Songs. Oh, to that end, if you are inspired, I made a talking heads uh, playlist over at Spotify. So if you look, uh, it's all talking head stuff and Tom, Tom club stuff. And, uh, so if you look up satellite sisters, talking heads, you'll find the playlist. So if you want to just, yeah, it was super fun to do after I read the book. It just renewed my love of the band and their early stuff and some of their later stuff. So, uh, plenty of talking heads over there at Spotify playlists. Um, all right. But first we'd like to thank a couple of sponsors for supporting this week's satellite sisters podcast. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm -hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting (laughs) rave reviews. Leanne, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. Do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Leon Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when my hair is really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you're the boss. I'll take it. (laughs) You tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay, and I'm I'm using it. Pros mm-hmm. isn't just better for you; it's also better for the planet, Liz. They're certified B Corp, cruelty free, and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. So, Pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, Pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. 
A big thanks to Green Chef. Thank you, Green Chef. Who's ready to mix it up this fall with dinner? Raise your hand because we are. And Green Chef is the perfect solution. Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company that provides meal kits and meal plans that include paleo, plant-powered, keto, and balanced living. They let you choose from a wide array of easy-to-follow lifestyles with select organic ingredients. The recipes are quick and easy. They have step-by-step instructions, chef tips, and here's the key, photos to guide you along. Everything is hand-picked and delivered right to your door, and ingredients come pre-measured, perfectly proportioned, and mostly prepped. But you know what I like about Green Chef? You still have to do some real cooking. I enjoy Mm -hmm. that. You do. There is a, you know, there is some technique involved, you know, but the photos help a lot. You're right, Leanne. So you definitely, they help you put all of these new flavors and new ingredients together. So I feel like I'm always getting something I never would have cooked on my own. Right. Exactly, Liz. Right. Like stuffed peppers they sent me with chimichurri. Like, ooh, like maybe I would have thought of stuffed peppers, but would I put the chimichurri in with it? Probably not, Liz, but it was the chimichurri that made all the difference. And that's it. Like, I know, Julie, you and I have been cooking dinner for our families. I don't want to say for decades, but for decades now. (laughs) Uh And when we ask our families, what do you want for dinner? And there's no response. (laughs) It's not helpful. Whatever you want to make. So, Green Chef takes the thinking and planning out of meal preparation, and I'm ready for that. It makes cooking easy with dinner options that work around your lifestyle, not the other way around. They do the planning, the grocery shopping, most of the prep, and they have all these great pre-measured sauces, dressings, and spices, so you're layering in the flavor. It's the, it's the less it's more flavor and less time. That's, how, mm-hmm. that's what Green mm-hmm. Chef believes in. So if you want to try Green Chef, and we would encourage you to, here's a special offer for Satellite Sisters listeners. Use code SISTERS80 to get $80 off your first month, plus free shipping on your first box. So SISTERS80 is the code, and you want to go to greenchef.com slash SISTERS80 to redeem and for more details. It's greenchef.com slash SISTERS80 to redeem and for more details. Thank you, Green Chef, for supporting Satellite Sisters. We would also like to thank KiwiCo for their support of Satellite Sisters. All right. We knew this school year was going to be unlike any other, whether your kids are going back to school or they're logging into a classroom from home. And as parents or grandparents, it can be super time consuming to give your kids the extra help they might need this year. Well, here is a bit of help. Hands-on science and art projects you can get delivered to your door in these special crates. This company, KiwiCo, can deliver a science fair or an art class right to your door. And they're fun to put together. Julie, uh, Urban Nana, you have been on the KiwiCo bandwagon for quite a while. I, I, two thumbs up, Leanne. I love these because they're perfectly age appropriate. I did the Explore Australia ca- uh, crate with my grandson. It was great. We could make a, no, he could make a coral reef. That's the <laughs> cool thing. I did not have to do it. Okay. Okay. But we, we, he could build the hopping kangaroo and we could learn about life down under. So there are projects that they can do by themselves and that you can do with them, which I really appreciated. Yeah. So it's, you know, the whole point of these crates are to encourage children to be innovators and creative thinkers. And you just won't believe what they can build and accomplish with KiwiCo. And when they're finished, 
they're confident and they have something really fun to play with. So fantastic. Uh, if you are interested in checking out KiwiCo, we encourage you to do that. Go to KiwiCo.com slash sisters. Okay. As a Satellite Sister listener, you're going to get 30% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate at KiwiCo.com slash sisters. And here's how you spell KiwiCo. K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash sisters. KiwiCo is redefining learning with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or kid at heart at KiwiCo.com slash sisters. We are so excited to welcome to Satellite Sisters, Chris Franz. He's a founding member of the Talking Heads, along with his wife, Tina Weymouth, his wife of 40 plus years, I should say. Chris and Tina made up the rhythm section there, Chris on drums and Tina on bass, and his memoir, Remain in Love, is pretty much just a love letter to rock and roll, to his bands, and mainly to his wife, which is, we like that on Satellite Sisters. (laughs) And uh, he joins us from his home in Fairfield, Connecticut. Chris, you're our first rock and roll hall of famer on satellite sisters oh well it's it's a great honor for me <laughs> and I, I i uh i've been reading up on you all and you're you're very important podcasters we're we're pioneers, pioneers chris we're, yeah. we're pioneers chris there's no doubt about it yeah i mean everybody's got a podcast it seems but yours evidently is exceptional Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, we're glad that you're here. Um, we just loved, I loved reading your book. I totally loved it. Super oh. vivid memories of your touring with the Ramones or filming Stop Making Sense or the Hall of Fame induction. So I'm wondering if this virtual book tour is a bit of a letdown for you. Were you, <laughs> were you thinking it was going to be more exciting when you finally wrote the story of your life? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It, this has been a year of, uh, surprises and uh tragedies and uh but i i'm i'm happy i'm happy at least that we have skype (laughs) yes no i know yeah i i I was disappointed because we uh, i mean my my book was supposed to be published in may and that was postponed due to the uh pandemic situation and and to july and uh, it, it's been going very well, all things considered. But but um, I, I I miss I don't miss TSA, but I do miss like relaxing into my seat on an airplane and going to someplace more glamorous. Than, <laughs> yeah, I, I missed that, and I I was really looking forward to uh, you know this book tour, which was going to be rather extensive, but, but yes, it's been all virtual. And, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm thankful at least we can do that. And do you have your hair and makeup routine down now for zoom? Is that you have everything set for your zoom? I do. I I have the, I have the, I I use the Tom Ford protocol, (laughs) which is what, (laughs) which is, uh, well, first of all, have your hair and makeup, correct. Uh-huh. <laughs> in fact, I did apply some powder. I didn't know we weren't going to have any images, so uh, oh. <laughs> I'm all powdered up here. We're but, very touched. We're very touched. <laughs> but but his main thing is have 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 the camera elevated so that it's a you know so that you're kind of looking up at it. So especially if you're like me, a man of a certain age, 
you, you don't want to have the wrong angle, you know? Yeah, we're all about <laughs> angles. We know that. We yeah. know a lot about that, Chris. Yes. Right. It's, good. Yeah. it's much that better trick- for your neck if you're looking up. Yeah, good work. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, okay. Uh, so, so that's what I do. And uh, how about you all? Uh, what are you all up to? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, that's what there's a reason we've been doing this show for 20 years and we've never had visuals. We've never connected with picture and we joke about it like we could have done it for years, but we always just do audio because we just we believe in the radio aesthetic. So so there's Uh no. Yeah. Nothing tricky for us here. Nothing tricky for us. Your concern, Uh, your concern, maybe that you have a good face for radio. That's exactly right. We just. Yeah, we just want it to be more about the words than the way we look. That's why we've always chosen radio. So we can say. Very nice. All right. So the book, Remain in Love, is just, it's chock-a-block with fantastic 70s and 80s names and moments. It's seriously everything I wanted in a rock and roll memoir. There's Debbie Harry at CBGB's. There's a hilarious spotting of Mick Jagger in an East Village bar. You know, your tours just never seem to end or make you any money. You know, Lou Reed offering you a terrible record deal. I just, I couldn't have loved it anymore. Did you like the process of writing a book? Because that's very new for you. It was new for me. You know, I've written some things like for uh, music magazines and, and, you know, short pieces, but I... And and I thought, oh, I thought, oh, I can do it. But then when I sat down to do it, oh, man, <laughs> boy, did I have an anxiety attack. But but uh, I, I, I started using this stuff for anxiety called CBD oil. Okay. <laughs> and it really works, at least for me. It, it really calms me right down. And I was able to get to work. You know, you'd be interested to know that I, I wrote a good deal of the book at, at the Pequot Library in Southport. You oh, did. fantastic. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah. We love the Pequot Library. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I do too. In fact, I just I just made a contribution. They're, they're restoring the roof, which is, the roof is, a, for people who don't know, it's a, an historic library in Southport, Connecticut, and it's small you know, relatively small, but, but, uh, the roof is 150 years old and it it was only supposed to last 75 years or something like that (laughs) when it was built. Uh, so they're replacing that. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 I was, I have two beagles and they just wouldn't give me any peace at all. Like they, (laughs) Uh, when I sit down to write, they either want to go out or having let them out, they want to come back in. Yeah, that's and, their job. Yeah. And then the U, then the UPS man comes up the driveway and they start howling. And so so I made my I decided I got to go someplace that's a little bit more, uh, you know, better conducive to writing. And I I went to Pequot Library and it was really fun there. Uh, particularly in the winter months, I could sit in a nice leather club chair by the fire with my laptop on my lap, you know? Yeah. That yeah. sounds like what people think all writing is like that right there. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I, I, I went and I got an agent, you know, and, and um, 
the agents told me what I had to do, and I did that. And and he got me a book deal very quickly because he, he said, he said your timing is perfect. I'm going to the London Book Fair. This was like two years ago. And he went to the London Book Fair and, and, and uh, succeeded in getting a couple of deals for me like the next day. It was amazing. <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> but then the, then the real work began. Yeah, so, well, you, there's a ton of detail in the book. And I read in another interview that you said that's because your wife, Tina Weymouth, still has all her date books. Because I was really impressed that you remembered these, you know, details of one tour after another. But it, know, it, credit to Tina. I must give credit to <laughs> Tina for a lot of things. But, but uh, she was our tour manager in those days. Uh, she kept track of the money. And she also kept track of, well, well, she would buy, she would go to the Metropolitan Museum of Art and buy a calendar book, like the one, a very important year for us, 1977, has King Tut on the cover. Remember oh, King Tut? That was a I big remember show. that show, yes. Yeah, it was a very big deal. I think it was the first block, what they call blockbuster museum show in the United States. And... Uh, so anyway, she she has this calendar book with King Tut on the cover, and, and on any particular uh, date, she would write the name of the venue we played, uh, whether she thought it was a good show or a bad show, uh, whether she thought the promoter was a good promoter or not, and how many encores we made, and, and also how many tickets were sold. So that was um, very good for jogging my memory. Yeah. And it was fun to read the set list too. Did she did she track the set list or was that you? That well, had the set list? I, I I had set lists in, in our archive box, you know. Oh, okay. But yeah. but uh I, I think some people I noticed uh some of detractors uh said, Why did he include set lists? And I, I thought, well, I included set lists because people are interested in that. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh um by the way, I'm really enjoying the Sweeney Sisters. I just began it over the weekend. Oh, I, thank I, you, Chris. Yeah, I, you'll see there's some Pequot library in there too. Yeah, it's it's a I love the idea that um well the whole DNA thing and all that. Um but but uh um I'm I'm happy to be uh to be able to read it and and you know i enjoy local color very much and this has it <laughs> thank you yeah i had to kind of go back and jog my memory i wish i had um i wish i had those calendars but i've been storing <laughs> stuff away for years in my mind so yeah. I, it all came rushing back to me but i did have to go back and sort of take a tour and walk the streets and wander through the pequot library again and go to spick and span just oh. to remember all those places well, that was one of the things in the book that really made me laugh. I mean, you would write about these these incredible tours or appearing with the Tom Tom Club in Brazil or, you know, going out on the road with the Ramones. And then you were going back to Fairfield, Connecticut, which was like the preppiest, you know, most, you know, waspy town. And yeah. I wanted more about that in the book. Like, what was that like when you got back to Fairfield from these wild rock and roll trips? Well, it, it was a good place to get some 
sleeping done. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I'm very comfortable here. I, I, I spent, you know, I'm a guy who went to prep schools. My, you did, my, yes. My mm. parents, uh, my parents thought that was important. Um, once I got to the high school level, and and so I went to a couple of them, and um, uh, I, I got to say I'm very comfortable with the people in Fairfield. <laughs> but um, you know, I also have uh, some interesting neighbors. I uh, you know, uh, artists, artists, and various entrepreneurs that are not exactly the mo. Uh, the, the, not exactly who you would expect to to meet here. Okay. Keith Richards, for example. Oh, really? Lives just up the road, actually in Weston, but but not you know a ten minute drive from right. here. Right. Right. And Nile Rogers of Chic is yeah, in, Wow. Is is on the uh, uh, Saugatuck River. He has a nice place <laughs> there, and uh, you know there's a whole lot of high rollers around here yes that's they're, nice. they're kind of fun up to a point <laughs> <laughs> well i did have fun imagining you like walking into the stop and shop like every once in a while did you just think what am i doing here i'm in this I'm like, yeah. i went from you know the tour with the ramones to the stop and shop so it just made me laugh thinking about yeah. that yeah <laughs> You know, what's really funny is now when I go in the stop and shop, I hear Talking Heads song <laughs> or, or Tom Tom Club songs. Oh, that must be so weird. It, it, the first time it's really weird. And then then if you go in and they're not playing Talking Heads or Tom <laughs> Club, you think, oh, my God, have, are we are we no longer fashionable? <laughs> We're dead. <laughs> Beyond music. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, well, it's a lot of us, you have two kids, they're in their 30s now, uh, you raised them there in Connecticut, but a lot of us, Chris, proved how cool we were by saying, oh, you know, I used to, I used to listen to the talking heads, but you were one. So did that, does that buy you credibility with your own children? Um, you know, you know, my kids, are, thank goodness, my kids are, 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 are well pleased that, that their parents are still hip. Yeah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Uh, because uh you know if, if 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 our songs didn't sound cool now yeah uh, that would be a disaster but, but <laughs> thank goodness thank goodness they still sound you know relatively hip in in 2020 and um and probably will continue to sound hip for quite a few years so uh, i give thanks for that yeah, no. Well, it was fun when I was reading the book. I was just essentially, you know, listen, reading it and had my Spotify open. So when you started to go into production details about a certain song, and I really enjoyed reading how you were putting, you know, layering sounds and people and voices and rhythms. And then I would bring it up on Spotify and listen to it. And that's what I, like, even the, the first album, 77, I thought these, these songs could sound great. They could come out today. Like that, the album was just great or remain in light which is my favorite album like that's a great album so yeah well done good work <laughs> well, thank you very much we had a we had a really good team and that's 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 really the message the, one of the main messages i'm trying to convey 
in this memoir is, is that uh, Talking Heads had a, a unique chemistry and, uh, and we, we were supported by an excellent team. Yeah. That comes through. I mean, it, it does come through. I loved reading all about that. And I know that a lot of this book tour and a lot of Talking Heads fans will run read the book to find out really what happened behind the scenes with David Byrne. And you get into that and you sh- they should. But just for the record, I'm just 100 percent Team Tina. And so <laughs> I want I wanted she was always my favorite member of the band. Sorry, Chris. And um, was the coolest girl in rock and roll. So still remains the coolest girl in rock and roll, as far as I'm concerned. So, and you met her like at RISD. You were college sophomores. When you tell, you know, your your kids or people the story of how you met, what do you say? What do you, what do you say about Tina meeting her? Well, I, I tell the story, uh, in the book, um, I was sitting, you know, in the center of the RISD campus, Rhode Island School of Design campus, which is in Providence, Rhode Island. Um, there's a there's a little grassy park with a large sculpture in the middle of it, abstract sculpture, and the kids, the students, call it the RISD Beach because on a nice day, a lot of students will be sitting there you know, exchanging ideas, gossiping, falling in love, getting high, all that. Um, and I was sitting there with uh, one of the, the artist models. He, he was known as Charlie the Model. <laughs> Charlie, was, Charlie was an amazing, like, like a, I would say, six foot four, if not taller, uh, very physically fit, muscular, barrel chested and he was about maybe 20 years older than than me and uh people some people said that charlie had been shell-shocked um in the war i I don't know if that was really the case but there was something different about him however he was a fantastic artist model and uh all the students loved him And, and charlie would if he'd ever met you even once He'd refer to you as his friend. He'd say, hello, friend. So I like Charlie. And we were sitting there. And all of a sudden, this beautiful young girl came whizzing by on her, we used to call them English bikes, a three-speed bicycle. It was painted yellow, kind of beat up, you know, clearly a hand-me-down from someone. And uh, she was wearing very short cutoffs jeans and um like uh, uh running shoes and a, a blue and white striped french sailor shirt and she had a nice like fresh shag haircut remember shag haircut <laughs> yes we do oh, yeah julie had one i had yeah. the first one in fairfield i'll just <laughs> tell you that chris i love them i okay. love yeah. A shag haircut. So anyway, her hair was blowing in the breeze and she went whizzing by. Uh, she didn't look our way because she was keeping her eye on the traffic. But I could see that she had like this smattering of uh, freckles across her nose and blue eyes. I had very vivid memory of this, this incident. And uh, I, said, I said to Charlie, wow, Charlie, did you see her? And he said, Oh, that's my friend Martina. 
<laughs> and ah. I said, oh, Martina. Hmm. I've got, and I thought to myself, I've got to meet Martina. <laughs> and, then, and then the next day, the next morning, I had my first class with uh, uh, quite a great painter named Richard Merkin. It, it was a, a figure painting class. Richard Merkin, by the way, uh, did you might know him from many illustrations he did for and uh, covers for the New Yorker, uh, but but also he, one of his claims to fame is he's actually pictured on the cover of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Oh, wow. He's like, you know, they have the Beatles and then they have like Muhammad Ali and Sonny Liston and all these other faces in the background, W.C. Fields and whatnot. And uh, Richard Merkin was friends with the artist uh, Sir Peter Blake, who made the cover. And uh, he, he he was a flashy dresser, a real dandy. He got his picture on the cover of the of the album. Uh, so anyway, it was my first class with Richard Merkin, and it was a figure painting class. And I'm I'm setting up my easel and my canvas and my paint box and my palette and everything, getting ready. And I look across the room, and there's Martina setting up her setting up her uh, easel. And I thought, oh God, there's there's Martina. I'm going to have to figure out a way to introduce myself. And um, at the end of the class, I was very distracted through the whole class. Uh, uh, at the end of the class, I thought, I, I got to introduce myself. But but how? What, how? what would be the cool way to do it, you know? And one of my friends, a very effete young man, walked up to Tina and said, looked at her painting and said, Clearly, you have no idea what you're doing. Oh, man. <laughs> I That's could, mean. I, it was so dreadful. And I, I, I saw Tina looking kind of crestfallen. So I thought to myself, oh, here's my chance. And yeah. I, I walked over and I kind of gently pushed my friend out of the way. And I said, excuse my friend. Clearly, he has no idea what he's doing. And... Uh, my good line. Is, good my, line, Chris. Good we're, line. We're, we're all in. Yeah. Thank you. And so I, I, I said, uh, my name is Chris, and I really like this class. Do you? And she said, well, yes, I love it. And my name is Tina. And, and that's how we met. Um, oh, it's a good story. Oh, see, the whole book is filled with great things like that. <laughs> well, thank like, you. Sergeant Pepper, you just don't get a meet cute story. You get Sergeant Pepper in there. You get everything you need. Yes. (laughs) Well, one of the details in the book that I loved, again, this sort of contrast between your post-punk rock band uh, is the fact that you and Tina honeymooned at the Cloisters on Sea Island, which is where our parents honeymooned. They were there, too. (laughs) My parents, too. Uh, That's I, 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 my parents said, Chris, where would you like to go on your honeymoon? We went to Sea Island. And I said, that sounds good to me. <laughs> and, uh, and so, so uh, they actually, it was a gift from them. And, uh, well, you had to leave in the middle, though, to go do a show in New York, right? Which made yeah. me laugh. Yeah. A huge, a big show for you. Big show with Brian Ferry. We were, we were the support band. To, uh, Brian Ferry and talking heads at the bottom line in New York. And uh, 
we we flew up for that and and uh we stole the show <laughs> oh, there nice. you go yeah. i like it <laughs> and then you flew back to do the rest of your honeymoon I yeah, was we, we flew back and we had a, a few more days at the cloisters and uh it was that was you know i like that old-fashioned southern lukes you know i yeah i i can dig that <laughs> we okay, played so- a we played a little bit of tennis, but not too much. <laughs> uh, and uh, and then what was really fun and what Tina enjoyed most of all was the drive back. We kind of, I was driving my parents' hand-me-down Ford Country Squire station wagon. Sure, yeah. And the paneling, no doubt, right? Yes, the, yes, w- w- the, <laughs> the fake wood paneling. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we stopped in, in various places in the Carolinas on the way home, including a place where I used to go as a kid called Emerald Isle in North Carolina. And uh, we stayed in a hotel. We went from the cloisters to, to a motel that had free TV in <laughs> Emerald Isle, North Carolina. Um, I also I also worked on this book. I worked on it in over in France, where Tina's mother uh, was from in Brittany, and uh, Tina's still Tina's like the steward of the her mother's family home in Brittany. And normally we would be there uh, at this time of year. Oh, but, uh, but no can do this year. Right. And just a little bit of trivia for Talking Heads fans. That's where the French comes from in Psycho Killer with Tina coming up with those lines. That's right. Cool. <laughs> for many people, the only French they know are those, those words from Psycho Killer. <laughs> Qu'est-ce que c'est? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, and then I, I wrote uh, another good portion of the book down at uh, Compass Point in, in outside of Nassau in the Bahamas which is where, where we did a lot of recording, for, starting with uh, our second album, More Songs About Buildings and Food. And um, we, we got a little, well, it was actually for the first Tom Tom Club album, we made a deal with Chris Blackwell of Island Records. And part of the deal was that in exchange for, for the album, instead of a cash advance, we would get a piece of real estate. That's very smart. Yeah, I thought that was a good idea, and we still and we still have that. It's a small apartment, two bedrooms, but but we we still have it down there, and uh, that's where I wrote wrote another good portion of this book. Yeah, I was surprised that so much that I didn't know anything about the all the recording in Nassau. So that was fun to read too, because that's a whole other cast of characters. Like Robert Palmer is your one of your neighbors there. So there's yeah. a lot of Robert Palmer in the book. Yeah, Robert Robert Palmer was a a, a very close friend of ours, um, and uh, well, he became a close friend of ours, and uh, he was always gave us a lot of encouragement, and uh, you know, he's a sweet guy, was a sweet guy, and uh, but but so many bands came through there. I mean, uh, when we made when we were recording "Remain in Light," for example. In the other studio, uh, there were two rooms you could record in there. In the other studio was ACDC doing 
black and black. And when we were doing the first Tom Tom Club album there in the other studio was Grace Jones doing her album Night Clubbing. So uh, there, there were, I mean, there was always, if it wasn't the Rolling Stones or, or uh, who else? Iron Maiden. Right. The, then, uh, I mean, there, there were so many great bands that came through there. Which is why this detail really stuck out to me in the book. When your first official album came out, Talking Head 77, talk, um, Talking Head 77, your opening night of your tour was at Beefsteak Charlie's in Scarsdale, New York. <laughs> <laughs> Very glam. Yeah. Hey, and, hey, the, the pay was really good. <laughs> and and Chris, sure. here's a little little detail. There used to be a beefsteak Charlie's on the post road in Fairfield across from Stop and Shop. And I worked there as a waitress. <laughs> I I we didn't have that kind of band going on in our outlet. That's probably why it closed down. We just had to push those sides, you know, like you had uh -huh. to sell the steak, but it was mainly the baked potatoes that you had to really push. Uh-huh. I, I hear you. And the wine. <laughs> I'll bet they had some good wine. <laughs> yeah, like in frosty mugs. And frosty <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we, we um, uh, I was very grateful to our manager because he realized that there was no real, uh, how shall I say, no real circuit for a band of, of Talking Heads when we were getting started, a band uh, like Talking Heads. Uh, the theaters were e either too small or too big. There was no okay. sort of, no of in-between. So we had to kind of create our, with his help, our own kind of circuit. And we still played some clubs and things like like in, in in Los Angeles, our first gig was at the Whiskey, and our second gig was at the Roxy. Yeah. And, you know, so we played those kind of places, but we we would also play like Knights of Columbus halls <laughs> and, and um, abandoned supermarkets, and uh, well, we played as many colleges as we could. We played a lot of cafeterias and student unions and stuff like that, but. Uh, we would uh, like in my hometown of Pittsburgh, uh, we had to play. Our first gig was Antonino's Pizza Parlor. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, I mean, it was tiny and it, it was really loud in there. <laughs> well, I remember seeing Elvis Costello like early on at the High Life Frontons in Bridgeport. So oh. I guess that was his problem too. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. He was we... playing at a High Life Fronton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That place doesn't exist anymore. Okay. Yeah. That was a moment in time. Legalized betting on High Life. That was, that was something. That was yeah. really going to make the state a lot of money. I remember that. It's a big <laughs> moneymaker in the right. 70s. Yeah. Um, oh, I can't believe we're running out of time here. Uh, but, and I so enjoyed the book. There's just a million great stories. Um, but I wondered, like, take us to present day a little bit because you end the book. It's very touching. There's a, obviously a lot in there about the band's successes. The band's were really sudden, unexpected ending. 
know, reuniting for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But you end the book by writing when, you know, people say it's time to move on. You kind of reject that idea. You said you remain, you remain in love. What does that mean? Because I, I really touched me, I think, at this particular time when I think we have to sit in some of the emotions of everything that's happening now. And that's what struck me about the last paragraph in your book, that you you sit in emotions. Yes. Um, well, my feeling about people who say it's time to move on. Um, my feeling is that, no, it's time to dig deeper <laughs> and it's it's time to to make amends and it's time to make peace it's time to you know make love it, it, it it's uh, i don't i i'm a, i'm very big on loyalty particularly to my my friends and my coworkers and my family especially so um I don't like it when people say, oh, it's time to move on. It, that's too easy. Uh, um, uh, you know, uh, I think you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah, right. I'm, yeah. Uh, I'm a big believer in being, you know, true to your school, as the Beach Boys <laughs> Well, Chris, thank you so much for joining us on Satellite Sisters. This has been great. I can't recommend the book enough. Um, there was just one detail in the book I loved cause I was watching all this tape and, um, uh, there were you guys at the, at the rock and roll hall of fame. And I looked at Tina and I thought she still got it. Oh my gosh, that's a great haircut. <laughs> and what is she wearing? That's so fantastic. It's just so Tina, so perfectly Tina. And then you describe her outfit in the book and you said, She's had those pants since she was 18 years old. And my hat is off to her on every level. (laughs) Yes. She still has them. She can fit into them. They looked great. It was just perfect. (laughs) Well, I'll be sure to tell her you noticed that. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And thank you for including it in the book. The book is Remain in Love. Thanks, Chris, for joining us on Satellite Sisters. Thank you all. Okay, that's it. Thanks for out. Thanks. Oh, that, that was fun. fun. That was we so do. great, Chris. <laughs> Very nice. I hope I hope you all keep well and uh, that I hope the smoke clears in California. Thank you. Uh, it will. It will someday. It will. Yeah. No, no uh, hurricanes in Dallas. <laughs> no, no. We're 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 but we're watching. We always watch. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. Thank you, bye, Chris. Mm-hmm. My pleasure. Thanks for including me. Bye bye. Say hi to Fairfield for us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I will. I'm about to go for a little walk now. <laughs> okay. Bye bye. Bye. Liz, you know, we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would you like to share? Would you like to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids. And one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already frame-bridged it and sent it to us with a picture. 
So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the Framebridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, great for gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds like- you are like- going to be happy, okay? <laughs> and that's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. We would like to thank a couple sponsors for their support of the Satellite Sisters podcast. A big thanks to Grammarly. Whether you're commuting with your team online or working on a project, Grammarly is the digital writing tool you can always rely on to get your message across clearly and effectively. It works across multiple platforms, including Gmail, Google Docs, and Slack, which I have just recently learned to use. And <laughs> Congrats. there are a lot there of grammar mistakes there. So the, there's more to writing well than catching spelling mistakes. Grammarly can help you write confidently no matter where you are. You guys, I really love digital writing assistant. I, I use too, it Liam. every day. It's I know. Really it's yeah. very positive. Like when you, when you've done a job, you know, when they're, when they don't have any other suggestions, they're like, you made this look so easy. I like that little <laughs> feedback. <laughs> yeah. And it works on things like Twitter and social media uh-huh. where I'm often just dashing off stuff. And I think that I've proofread, but I really haven't. So then Grammarly's like, Oh, whoa, you forgot the uh, apostrophe over here. Oh, it's a double word over here. I mean, I just really like it. And I'm sure if you're trying to improve your writing for work, you're trying to get tighter emails or presentations, that I think this is a great tool. And I don't know, Julie, have you gotten, <laughs> I didn't know they did this. I got a Grammarly like score sheet the other day. And I was like, I did too, Leanne. What is How this? you doing? I'm doing better than 81% Liz in my <laughs> vocabulary choices. Apparently. Oh. I have a bigger vocabulary than 81% of Grammarly users. And once I found out that they were, there was a test. Oh, I was totally into it. (laughs) Really spreading your wings now. (laughs) I'm going to use things like obfuscate in a few (laughs) tweets. Okay. Watch out. I'm going to get in the 90th percentile if it kills me (laughs) on the vocabulary. All right. So if you want in on this, it's so easy. It's a web extension. Was that what they say? It's a browser. What is it? Browser extension. Browser (laughs) extension. I don't know what it is, but it works. So that's that's what I know. That's the important thing. Yes. It's a browser extension. And Grammarly Premium helps you write like a pro with advanced real-time feedback. As you said, Julie, you can level up your writing work for school or personal projects or work. The the premium features uh, advanced suggestions on grammar, punctuation, sentence structure, and style. And it's the perfect writing tool for anyone who wants to stand out with every word. So to get 20% off Grammarly Premium, you have to go to Grammarly.com slash sisters. 
That's grammarly.com slash sisters. And don't do as I do, which is always misspell grammar. Grammar is G-R-A-M-M-A-R. And then just add the L-Y. Grammarly.com slash sisters for 20% off Grammarly Premium. Thank you, Grammarly. We appreciate your support. We would like to thank Framebridge for their support of Satellite Sisters. You know we love Framebridge. Framebridge makes it easier and more affordable than ever to frame your favorite things without ever leaving your house. And that's the way to do it these days. So if you want to add a gallery wall to your home office or send the perfect gift, what do you do, Liz? You Framebridge it, right? Frame it. Frame it. Yes. <laughs> Framebridge it. <laughs> Art prints, diplomas, to the photos sitting on your phone. You can frame bridge just about anything. Julie, you had a great suggestion. What should people be frame bridging now? They're for first day of school pictures, Leanne, whether they were the virtual school, a hybrid school, 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 whatever that first day looked like, you need a you need that framed because this is 2020, right? And this <laughs> is a year like no other. Right. So we that I think would be a great thing to do. There were a lot of really clever first day of school photos for kids that really weren't going anywhere or doing anything but sitting in their bedroom. And I appreciated that effort. Yeah. And those are perfect to, to send off to Framebridge. You can send them right from your phone. You just go to framebridge.com and upload your photo. I mean, how easy is that? But if you want to get 15% off your first order, this is what you're going to want to do. Go to framebridge.com and use promo code SISTERS to get that first day of school photo framed. Framebridge.com, use promo code SISTERS to save an additional 15% off your first order. That's Framebridge.com, promo code SISTERS. Thanks, Framebridge. Okay, we are back. But, Leanne, before we move on, I just want to say, Chris France, I... You just don't expect a rock god to be so sweet. Can mm -hmm. I just say that? Mm -hmm. What a sweet guy. Yeah. I mean, he comes across in the book as just like a hardworking rock and roller, you know, yeah. who loved his wife and loved his bands and loved his friends. That's why I thought the end of the book was just, you know, really, it was really poignant to me that that part of his life is just, just a wonderful memory. And they created such great music. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then just the image of walking through our local stop and shop, hearing your <laughs> Rock and Roll Hall of Fame hits over the loudspeaker. That's good. crazy. That is pretty good, Julie. You are right. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I can't wait now to go listen to that Spotify uh, list, Leon, because... Yeah, you're going to enjoy it. Those are some awesome songs, which, of course, we're not allowed to run on our podcast. I know. Uh, <laughs> I know. It's really a bummer. <laughs> because, you, you know, you would only have to hear a couple of notes of some of these yeah. songs to be like, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. even if yeah. you haven't listened in a long well, time. Thanks, but thanks for making that um, special uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Okay. that would be <laughs> great. Welcome. Okay, but it is a good time to remind everyone that, I mean, our podcast is not only available on all the podcast apps, you know, whether it's Stitcher or Spotify or Apple or whatever, uh, but you can find every episode on our website, too. That's SatelliteSisters.com. And the show notes, which when you're listening on an app, you just swipe the cover and the, the cover art and the show notes are there somewhere, depending on the app. Um, they're also on the website. So if you go to the podcast page, you'll see the most recent episodes and you can just click through to all the show notes including sponsor links so it's all there for you please enjoy all right i also want to mention that the sweeney sisters book clubs are rolling along we had a great group last wednesday at uh, seven eastern four pacific 
tune in. We had a lot of fun talking about the show, uh, talking about the book. Uh, there's another this weekend, getting a good response to that one. I know I have a whole book club showing up for that this week as well. Also a couple more dates in October, including a Sunday brunch date. Uh, so just in case Wednesday nights don't work for you or Wednesday afternoons, there's a Sunday brunch in mid-October. So you can go to leandolan.com, my website, and, and click on book clubs and all the information is there for you. But thanks to everybody who has been signing up. And then this week, um, we're going to have all the entertaining sisters recommendations in the weekly newsletter pep talk. So we have some good ones. We also have a yeah bunch of entertaining sisters. So you're going to want to subscribe to pep talk if you haven't done that yet. And thanks to all the really positive feedback about pep talk. I'm, I'm enjoying writing it. So, so there you go. Yeah, you're doing Thank a great you. job. And we are definitely in an era where everyone needs as much of a pep talk as they can possibly get. So I had the most fun thing happen at yoga class tonight, my online yoga class. So that's my pep talk for the week. Oh, I'm excited okay. to oh, write good. it. All right. <laughs> I'm excited All right. to write it. Well, listen, Leanne, I'm 100% certain that when we cooked up the idea for our 2020 Satellite Sister Contest, Look What I Did, we did not expect to be overwhelmed with all the, they're joyous, beautiful, fun, funny, talented, gorgeous responses <laughs> that have been flooding into our Facebook group and then to Instagram with the hashtag Sat Sisters, look what I did. We asked you to send in your pictures of what you've been up to, big or small. You know, we did, you know, we left it wide open and you responded. I mean, was last week the best week ever to go to Facebook? Oh, it was. It was so, really fantastic. So uplifting. I mean, I just was overwhelmed by how many quilters we have. Okay. <laughs> All right. Can we talk about quilting? Because when this virus is over, here's my next big idea. I think we have to have a satellite sister quilt show. Okay. And people, people can come from all over to view these uh, quilts. In fact, even bigger, I think we should have a satellite sister state fair because <laughs> everything that people have been doing, I mean, we, we can't just talk about the quilters. We also have to talk about the crocheters. Okay. And oh, the yeah. macrameers and the needle pointers and the cross stitchers. <laughs> I mean, they are just pouring in. Okay. And what about all the gardeners, Leanne? Have you oh. seen all the gardeners who have, who've raised their beds. They're doing beautiful veggies and flowers. You know, I want to give a special shout out to Beth who grew hollyhocks because that's what her grandmother grew. Did you see that picture? Yes. That I love it that so many people were into self-improvement. Uh, Cheryl, you guys, you really made me laugh when you put up those pictures of every face mask that you had in your house and that you have been using those in the last six months. Oh, I laughed so hard at that too, Julie. Uh, okay. That was hilarious. Okay, good work. Courage to Elaine, who had a total knee replacement. Ouch, that does not seem easy. I mean, but the sisterhood has been busy. They've been reading books. They've been watching TV, doing movies. They have been taking care of people. Colleen was taking care of her 94-year-old mother, recently got her set settled. Or how about Heather, who taught her son with disabilities how to fold laundry? I love that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Debbie. Okay. Debbie gets a special shout out for caring for a five-month-old foster child. Yeah. I mean, those were beautiful. The yeah. quilts every day, more quilts, people. We want to <laughs> see those. Okay. Okay. But people learn new skills too. I was really impressed with that. Like French or how about Teresa who took up the drums? That's, <laughs> that seems really noisy during a pandemic to take up the drums, but I like that. And I like Jill 
who with her new Tahitian ukulele. Did you I, see that one? She built that ukulele. <laughs> I know I she was really? just yes. No, I thought no. she was just learning the ukulele. No, she made the ukulele. She well, made the ukulele. That was time. the whole point. <laughs> I know. If you have so, time. but people cooked, they baked, they made ice cream. Uh, Karen, you grilled a very good looking chicken and I'm glad you put that up there. Okay. And Cheryl, you stuffed squash blossoms, Liz cooking with Liz. I okay. think that could be a challenge when I, I come mean, back later in the fall. I might have to try that. I mean, people wrote books. They, uh, they made, uh, uh, podcasts, Jennifer shout out to you cause you are growing a baby and we're all rooting for you with mm-hmm. that. Harriet, Harriet created, did you see those coasters? Um, yes. Uh, oh my gosh. I, from maps. Okay. Yes. I, I just, uh, people learned new technology. Laura painted, started painting a door and then painted a hole downstairs of her house. Okay. <laughs> okay. I love that. Okay. Mary, she had a leaky sink. And so she watched, watched a video and fixed her sink. I love that. And Casey finished her laundry room. People ran HR departments. They homeschooled. Barbara drove around her state. Carolyn and her daughter picked up trash. They just picked up trash. They started all of that. Okay. People raised, they took care of dogs. They taught them new tricks. They fostered dogs. They raised (laughs) chickens. And how about feeding butterflies? I didn't know you could do that. I didn't either, Julie. I did not know that was a thing you could do. But those were beautiful pictures. I mean, this is really, it's been so inspiring. If you're not part of our Facebook group, you need to join so that you can you can have this pep talk. And it, you know, big and small things, I mean, whatever you have, I would have to say, Kathleen, that you, when you posted that, your post where you successfully opened a new bottle of lotion and got <laughs> the pump to actually work, that, now this is a random drawing, okay? But if it wasn't a random drawing, I might have to give Kathleen a prize for that. Because <laughs> that confounds me. I, I don't know how to do that at my age. Uh, and I'm, uh, So this is a random drawing. We love to see it. Everybody is loving these. So post some more. Put it. Use the hashtag Sat Sisters. Look what I did. You can post it in our Facebook group, on Instagram, and just enjoy. Yeah. Reminder <laughs> that it's over on Instagram too. And so oh, yeah. it's a lot of on fun Instagram photos. too. Yeah. Now we have two more weeks. It ends on September 28th, and then there's going to be a random drawing: one from Instagram, one from Facebook. So uh, definitely post both places. Great roundup, Julie. Great idea for this contest. I give you full 100% credit. Well done. Well done. (laughs) Well, Julie, you also get credit for last week's LOL moment of the show, I think, because you kicked off the episode by telling us how you were uh, using laundry spray on your face. Yes, yes, uh, because it was supposed to reduce wrinkles. That's right. Yes. And have you seen any improvement in a week? I was just wondering, what's the long-term effect of laundry spray on the face? So so far, no, I haven't. But I, maybe I need to use more, Liz. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, well, as a result, that was the inspiration for a post in the Facebook group. That's basically about product snafus. Leon posted Julie's story and said, okay, come on, we've all done it. Used products in the wrong way. Uh, Confess what you've done. And again, you people always surprise us. There are some crazy things. So I wanted to go through some of uh, my favorites. First, there was just a huge category that I'll call just 
you know, teeth brushing is treacherous. So, <laughs> so Libby said, my husband brushed his teeth with a preparation H and asked, why is this tooth- toothpaste so thick? <laughs> Olivia said, my worst was Vagisil toothpaste. Oh, God. yeah. Oh. Charlene said, while on vacation, remember vacation? I sent my then seven-year-old in to brush his teeth, and he came out and said, Mama, what is that new toothpaste? It's bad. It was the cortisone cream. So so we had to call poison control, just to be sure. And then Siri posted, oh, my God, these are so funny. I don't feel so bad about brushing my teeth with Ben Gay anymore. There, there was oh, a lot of misapplication of Ben Gay. I'm just yeah. going to yes. say that. That's you should put that further away from your sink people because you're <laughs> doing dangerous things with it. Then there was also a bug category, which surprised me. Megan said I was sick with a sore throat. I walked to the medicine cabinet and grabbed what I thought was throat spray. It was bug repellent. <gasps> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's wow. another call to poison control. Maybe we don't. Um, <laughs> Christy used her Raid ant spray as hairspray. Okay. Oh, my gosh. You know. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you got to put that in a different category. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> and Chris said her mother sprayed her son with Pam instead of bug spray. <laughs> so... So that was good. Then there was, of course, a language difficulties category. Um, Diane admitted to eating a fruit-shaped soap that looked like candy because the ingredients were listed in French. So that can yeah. happen to anyone. Yeah, anyone. <laughs> Kathy said, "When we lived in Holland, we noticed my dad's hair was turning a strange color. It turns out he got the copper cleaner mixed up with the shampoo. <laughs> the same color bottle, but the label was in Dutch. Dutch is super hard to read, Kathy. We can understand that." Um, okay, there's a whole uh, feminine hygiene category of things gone wildly wrong. Mar- <laughs> Margie said, a male co-worker at a weekend event asked for a pen, and a member of the group reached into her purse and handed him a Tampax. Classic. Classic. Who among us has not done that? We've right? all done that. <laughs> We've all done Another another Kathy said a friend of mine's 12 year old uh, son gave her a birthday present of what he thought was perfume and it was feminine hygiene spray. So, yeah. How's a 12 year old supposed to know? They don't know. And then home with a twist. This was a good one. Uh, Instead of KY jelly for, you know, my husband actually slathered my you know, with the dog's ear mite medicine. Holy. <laughs> Holy. Oh, Toledo. Oh. It burned like H E double hockey sticks. Needless to say, things shut down real quick. Yeah. That will. <laughs> that. Yeah. That will kill, honey. Yeah, that will kill an amorous moment. And then there was just one last one I wanted to mention in what I'll call the overzealous parenting category. Uh, Lauren said, "My mom put Carpet Fresh in an unmarked sprinkle container for me when I had an off-campus apartment in college. I thought it was salt and sprinkled it on my macaroni tuna salad. I kept saying, I can't place this taste, but it reminds me of something." It was lemony. 
She said, I figured it out after I finished the bowl. I was pretty sure I was going to die. What was my mom thinking? What college kid ever used carpet fresh? So, yes, fair question, Lauren. And again, another call to poison control as a result. So, uh, yeah, many good ones there. You keep them coming. This yeah. is it keeps us laughing, you know, including the one of the friend who used a glue stick instead of chopstick. That's okay. <laughs> that was Maureen. I can, I can see that. I can definitely see that happening. You reach into your purse in the dark, Julie. You don't know. You just think right. you're putting chopstick on. Next thing you know, your lips are glued together. <laughs> yeah. That's like a fun way to end the show. I, just, let's just wrap it up. There's nothing more we can say. There's nothing to add. We're done. Nope, We're nothing done. to add. Except we would like to thank Sergio Enriquez, our engineer. Thanks, Sergio, for keeping it all together and keeping us honest here. We appreciate it. A big thanks to our sponsors this week and every week, and a big thanks to everyone in the Satellite Sisterhood who supports our sponsors. It really does make a big difference when you use those codes and those special URLs. Thank you, Grammarly, KiwiCo, Green Chef, and FrameBridge. Uh, if you want more information on the sponsors, again, just tap the cover art, and Liz has all the links in the show notes. Uh, do we have to-dos? Julie, what do you got? You got a to-do? I'm going I'm to get a flu shot. That's it. Oh, okay. I'm going to take, that's my to do too. I mean, I didn't think of it to do. So, okay. I'll do that too. Liz, how about you? Well, I have my first dentist appointment since the pandemic started on Friday. Oh, I had, I had one like at the end of March that of course got canceled. And, uh, so they called me a couple of weeks ago to finally reschedule. And um, Marie, I know we have other dental hygienists out there, but I know Marie is a dental hygienist. Like Marie, I'm just assuming they're going to be able to tell that I have not been flossing during the pandemic. Right. Is that, so I'll just confess that right here. The, the, I don't know. I why. have to say I went last week. I loved it because they didn't use that tool that sprays all the water and makes the terrible noise. Oh, oh. they just used the hand tools. Oh. So I don't want to say it was like a facial, but it was as close, <laughs> <laughs> as, close as you're going to get. Yes. I mean, I left. I was thrilled. I was like, I wish it was always pandemic time at the at the dentist. It was super nice. I think you're going to enjoy it, Liz. Yes. And I trust them to be safe. I know how responsible oh, yeah. they yeah. are. Safe. So I'm, I'm ready and I'm overdue. So okay. that, Good. That's you, you're going to love it. All right. That's the Satellite Sisters for this week. Hey, don't forget to call your Satellite Sister. Have a good week, sisters. You too, Leanne.